Pixels and Pines. Welcome back to Pixels and Pines. Uh, we've only got two uh, ill-informed assholes here today. So it's myself, Dan, and Pete. Hi. Uh, and we're going to be talking a whole bunch of pop culture-y shit. Chris, Today's- is, Chris is in the process of covering some poor, random, innocent girl in foam. Potentially <laughs> potentially <laughs> even at work. Yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. <laughs> or, or on the way home, on the train, on the bus, who knows. He's been kicked out of several places for the same, so. Uh, we will be talking, I don't know, there's a there's a lot of video games up there, a lot of trailers. Arrow is shit. Um, Arrow is shit. <laughs> and we'll be having some Australian and New Zealand beers tonight. We have, to start with, Batch the Dank Double APA. I've had this probably a year and a half ago, two years ago maybe, so okay. obviously several batches ago, so... But it's uh, dank. This I, is, I was attracted to it because it's dank. Yeah, and you use that term a lot these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the I've never had it in can. Okay. I've only had it. Uh, the oh, first okay. time they did it was the that we got a growler straight off tap. Yeah, cool. When um, Jared, our graphic designer for Bounty Hunter, was over for okay. a trip. Cool. Sorting out some printing stuff. And their um, dragon fruit sour is... Yeah, um, Pash the Magic Dragon. Yeah, is one of my go-to sours at the moment. So this is... I really should, at some stage, start looking this shit up before I pour them out. 9%. God damn, I'm driving tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd always intended to drive tonight, and yep. now I'm screwed. Because how, how strong is the milk stout from Moa? I don't remember. Less than red wine. Less than red wine, more, so, than, more so, than a session IPA. So to to fill to fill that out, people have started to release their Gabs beers and uh, Hope Estate from the Hunter Valley released their picture of theirs today on social media, and it was an eighteen percent. Uh, I forget how many eyes they put in the I I I I I, I IPA, but it'll which is be, fucking mental because oh, I, I literally do have a bottle of Cab Sav there at the moment. That's 14%. It's going to be crazy off tap and mm. I, they're going to kill people at Gab's mm. and we're going to have to deal with the drunken idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to trying it myself though. So um, Hope Estate's been – we had those two from Hope Estate uh, off the off the podcast when you were at my place a couple of weeks ago. The, we did and we've done a the, couple of Hope Estates on the podcast too. Yeah, but I reckon those two were like the fucking awesome. Yeah, the, they were. Uh, the pineapple sour. Which I had again yesterday. Because there's more up at the shops. Oh, okay. Which, if yeah. I'd realised we we didn't do it on the podcast, because I, I recognised and I thought, oh, we must have done that on the podcast. No, we, one. no, we just drank it. It was fucking at my place. That was awesome. And the super juicy, the the double double neeper. Yes, that they did, and that yes. was they were both freaking awesome. So mm. yeah, good job. So I am looking forward to trying that incredibly strong IPA. Yeah. Um. While you try that beer. And tell me what you think. I'm, I'm just assuming you're retouching on your mortal engines to yeah. I want to talk about scratch that itch. I just I, I do have an itch because I felt having listened back to the podcast, I kind of felt like I didn't explain why I was so explicitly against the movie, and I still can't put my finger on why. But I want to talk about the fact that there were still some good elements in it. The the and this is all sparked because one of the actor, actors liked our no, post was, on Instagram. I, you know what? It, that did make me feel a bit guilty. One of the, the one of the main but, actors, but it's not 
their fault. No, if absolutely not. The movie's bad. So. Absolutely not. It, it, and I I can't take any claim from any of this because I haven't seen it. But I'm not going to watch it because <laughs> I know it's going to be bad. Yeah, and and I was pretty blunt. I just said it was fucking shit. But I I actually wrote a bunch of notes before that last episode as to what that meant to me, and I don't feel like I got through it. So the CGI was amazing. It is a typical Peter Jackson style breadth. You get that similar feeling that you got from the the massive battle scenes in Lord of the Rings where it's just sprawling and your brain has trouble wrapping its yeah. way around Did the scope. He direct it or is it Peter Jackson presents? No, I'm pretty sure he directed it. Or uh, produced it or I could be completely wrong. I just yeah. it was just one of those things that I just feels like like those Quentin Tarantino presents. No. Where it fools you going in thinking you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie, but it's only a Tarantino-esque movie. He wrote the screenplay with two others. So they developed it from a book uh, from Philip Reeve, which is what you said last episode. Yeah. It was a, is a teeny, no, te- tweeny, tweeny novel. Tweeny, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was one of three screenplay writers for it. He did not direct it. Uh, let's see if he produced it. I think he produced it as well. Yeah, he was the producer on it. But it was a it, yeah. So he did direct it, or he no? Did, he did he, not direct he produced it. He produced it. it. Yeah. So it, it had a similar sprawl and scope. Um, the acting was was good. Uh, I didn't have any problem with the acting. You it, said that last time. Um, they did a decent job. To, to, I, 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 I'm the reason why I wanted to revisit it is because it's it's a thorn in my side that I can't tell you why I thought it was fucking shit. Yeah, and I don't know if we said the, I think on the recording the, whether. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's. You know what I think it is. I think it's that the the actual concept behind the movie is flawed in my mind. It's a movie about and a book about. Yeah, I can definitely see that. A bunch of cities that have been turned into massive mechanical tanks after an apocalypse. After an apocalypse that they never really explained. There was some super weapon that was worse than a nuke. And There's a lot of fucking engineering in that. Yeah, but it's just it. It was kind of overdone too like here's the massive engine and it looks just like an engine but scaled up inside the the moving city and And where did they forge all these parts they didn't explain any of that it's set in the future and current tech is old tech and it just it just felt conceited i think is my problem with it it was it was all too easily explained and yet not really explained it wasn't explored. But a lot of shit like that happens with those those 20 movies. And this is ignorant. My horn's going off outside. That's, you probably can't hear it anyway. This is this is the ignorant asshole side of me. I don't watch those 20 movies. I've never <laughs> watched Maze Runner. I've never seen a Twilight. I've never, I haven't seen this. I've never seen Twilight. And then, um, there, there's there's got to be a dozen others that I can lump in with that that I can't even think of off the top of my head, but I've never seen any of them. But I've got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed the first Maze Runner. I've seen all three, and the second one was crap, and the third one was not much better. There's only three. Yeah. I, I think there was a lot more. There was either three or four what's that, total. What's the, what's the, there's the other one that's black and white and then it's not. It's uh, got the like, Wizard of Oz? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like, it's, oh, God damn it. It's got like Jeff Bridges or somebody that I actually like in it. And it starts off black and white. And I, I don't know the purpose of it, whether it's explained in the book or whatever. No but it's, it's, it, it got released a couple of years ago, but it, it it felt like it was meant to be, even watching the trailers, that it was meant to be this artsy thing that it was black and white and then when the main character awakens in quotation marks... Turns colour. ...that it goes to colour. 
Mm, you, you you keep you keep talking. I'll find out what You're it is. Cause stirring it's memories, but I don't think I've me. seen it. But no, I I actually thought the first Maze Runner was cool. It was a cool idea. Drop some kids in a fucking in a in a a big paddock, surrounded by this physically moving maze. It felt it felt cool the same way. You're that getting distracted here from it, it big, fe- big know, cities on wheels. That's, well, we'll get back to it. But it felt cool in the same way the original Cube movie felt cool. Yeah, Cube's they, awesome. They had to figure it out. They had to. They were just thrown into this physical challenge box, and the kids have to figure out their own little internal politics. And I can get why it's twenty, but at the same time, I thought it was a cool concept. And then they tried to make it into this bigger story about a post-apocalyptic fucking world and shit. Um, Mortal Engines, The Giver. I don't. I haven't seen it. Two thousand fourteen. So it was longer than was a, a couple of ago. years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> Five years ago. Um, yeah, Mortal right Engines. Up, I, right after his masterpiece uh, of uh, R.I.P.D. Oh, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, I really did. <laughs> I really did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it was con- again. It was. A, it was a popcorn movie. It was the sort of one that you don't take seriously, and it didn't take itself seriously, and I enjoyed it for it. Have you seen Seventh Son? Sorry, I'm going through Jeff Bridges' movies. I don't think so. And you know what? It was probably I don't know whether it you, was adapted from a book or you not. You mentioned this. Uh, I think last I have week. I ha- nah, long time ago. It's I'm sure. Uh, or I saw it randomly referred to. I'm doing a lot of research about um, plot writing at the moment because I'm writing a novel very, very fucking slowly, and it will be tragically bad. Uh, maybe they'll make a twenty movie out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I read a treatment on this movie. And they said that it didn't go anywhere, but it Which was actually movie? Uh, the Seventh Son. Oh, okay. That it didn't go anywhere, but it was actually quite a good standalone movie. It was. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was. It was a typical mentor teaching a yeah, younger yeah, the younger hero story. The, you, you, the younger guy comes along. The mentor is Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he's an older monster hunter training this seventh son, hmm. seventh son of the seventh son, yeah. the, the chosen one. To become a, a monster hunter, and that's what it is for the movie, and it's it's well done, it's well made, and it it very much seems like one of those twenty movies, but like the Sorcerer's Apprentice, like the remake. So I've never, I've never seen any of them. That's the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I, I look, it's again, it's a popcorn movie. Is that Nicholas Cage? Yes. That one? Okay. Yeah, and I I kind of rate um, Nick Cage as much m- shit as he cops. Maybe I actually have seen that one. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The only thing I didn't like about that whole movie was the scene where they tried to replicate Fantasia with the dancing fucking um, broomsticks and shit. No, no memory. Well, the Sorcerer's Apprentice story was... We've gone what, down a well deep rabbit hole of this. So, so Fantasia the movie. The, the I know cartoon, Fantasia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the Sorcerer's Apprentice story told as Mickey Mouse. Ah, uh, okay. Right, oh, yeah. so, so yeah. it was one of the first tellings of that story. And that's what they've remade. It's a Disney-owned movie, The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nick Cage. And they had to put that scene where... They had the music and they had the fucking brooms come to life in 3D. So I'm assuming Sorcerer's Apprentice is a Disney movie as well as Fantasia. Yes. Yes. So they own the rights to it. Yes. And so going back to Mortal Engines, yeah, I just I can't put my finger... I just think the, the concept that drives the plot was shit. The factions, they didn't really explain the factions. It felt like there was a lot more depth to the world that they didn't really explain yeah. and that Unt- pissed me off. Lore. Heaps of fucking untapped lore. Heaps. Um, the robot itself was created as kind of a blend between like he had some sort of humanity to him but he was a Terminator-style robot and you they didn't never really explain actually, it. You, well, you never actually explained why he was even there. So you just said there was a really cool Terminator robot. I, I can't, without ruining 
a major part of the plot, though. I don't give a fuck. Okay, so... Why would I get... Um, there is no way in fucking... I'm not even going to watch <laughs> these if it's on TV. Sure. So I'll, I'll sit there... No, I probably won't. I was going to say I'll watch reality TV over it, but I probably would watch it over reality TV. Sure. So the main protagonist, the chick, um, and she's played by an actress I didn't recognise that looked like an actress I did... Which was weird. Well, it's going to be weird now because we're getting in that territory where people we grew up with, their kids are now coming into the acting territory. Which just isn't right. It's not right. Well, look, I'm watching the trailers for Dumbo. <laughs> I swear, the, I think Zoe Saldana. I, I haven't watched the trailers for Dumbo. Oh, no, not Zoe Saldana. The other lady from Solo. Okay. I think she's in it, but the little girl that in it, is the spitting image of her. I swear it's her daughter. I don't really care that much, so I never looked it up whether she is or not. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's you're getting to that point where yeah. people like Will Smith is still acting, but Jaden Smith yeah, is he, doing his own lead his, roles now. And his wife was awesome in fucking Gotham for the two seasons she was in Gotham. Jada Pinkett. She's yeah. great, though. I always yeah. liked her. She was great awesome actress. in Matrix. Um, Hera Hilmer. I, I don't know who she is. I, I'm sure she's been in other stuff, and I'm... I'm being um, ill ill informed, but yeah, she she had a mouth like a, a gauze over her face for the first twenty minutes of the movie, and she looked a shitload like a different actress, and surprised me when she pulled it down. And it wasn't her. Um, she's one of the main protagonists. She it turns out she's she's after she's trying to destroy England, the moving city, which is all of you know the UK basically. Um, and they never really explained why until halfway through. When you sure she's the female Hitler? <laughs> yeah, no, but um, no, because England's evil in this movie. Ah. The, the city basically eats. So where's she from? Uh, she's a scavenger. Okay, but they have a city. So again, they kind of explained about halfway through. The Terminator robot was after her because her mother was killed by Hugo Weaving's character, who's one of the main people on the moving city of the UK. So he's English. He is English in this movie. Um, he is secretly stockpiling super weapon um, technology to build a super weapon to bring down some Ill, uh, undefeatable wall that bo- that separates the wasteland from the promised land. Is this where you were going before with the comparison to Star Wars? No. Oh, that was a very, conversation about Captain Marvel. It very much sounds like Star Wars. Yeah, it does. They're just it, building a super weapon on a bigger thing yeah, by the much. evil empire. But but they're trying to break down. So there's and a promised land which all the free people live in and there's grass and all the rest of it and all these moving cities exist in this wasteland desert. Yeah. And they eat each other's resources by consuming other cities and they're, they're basically scavenging by being locusts. So England is bad. Hugo Weaving is... Not the boss of the city, but he's high enough up that he's secretly stockpiling super weapons to build a super weapon to take down the wall that separates the promised land from the wasteland. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> fucking convoluted shit. And it turns out that the first piece to the super weapon, which, by the way, is the same super weapon that destroyed humanity in the first place, he finds from an archaeologist chick that he was having some sort of sexual relationship with while she had a daughter in the past... And the the main protagonist, female that I read a name out before, Hera Hilmer, plays a character who ends up being the daughter 
of the mother. So yeah, Hugo surprise, Weaving, surprise. yeah. So she's like a, the, the mother's an archaeologist. She uncovers this artifact. It turns out it's this super weapon. Okay, we've already given this movie far too much time. You're asking me about the Terminator. The Terminator. Oh, is this? Like, up. I was about to go yeah, say, get the, back to your yeah. fucking point about so where the fucking Weaving, Terminator. Hugo Weaving wants the super weapon. The mother doesn't want to give it to her. He kills the mother in front of the daughter. Comes after the daughter. She runs away. Terminator finds her and looks after her. Oh God. She makes a promise that she will be. Why didn't you just say that to start with instead of this whole. Because <laughs> if I tell you, if I explain how convoluted the story is, it might shed light on why I thought it was a fucking shit movie. Nah. No. It's just, it is just a fucking shit movie. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, lady, for liking our post on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's not every day that a small podcast like us gets an Instagram like from the main, one of the main characters in a movie. Unfortunately, it just so happens that the one that, that we got was the main character in a movie that we basically destroyed on the podcast. Wouldn't it be nice to have someone that we said something positive about? The actress was Ji Hay. Ji Hay? I'm sure I'm saying that wrong and okay. I am sorry. Not that uh, she'd listen because if she listened, she wouldn't have liked us on Instagram. <laughs> oh, once again, not her fault. No. Yeah. I don't like this. It's It's dank. It's got a weird taste to it. Yeah, it's got a weird aroma to it. I thought it was because I just had... It's sweet. It's somewhat surprisingly sweet. Yeah, it's got that cat... Or is it astringency? Nah, it's got that cat pissy American hop. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like that one. I've got, <laughs> I've got to say, it's probably the first one that I've actually really badly it is. It is quite... I mean, you can taste the hops in it. It is quite acidic. Yeah, it's the, got a high bitterness level to it. The different, definitely the the hop the hop characters there are just um it's just the got dankness the, the, is the a aroma. long aftertaste. The, I can't get over that aroma, and, and it is very not, sweet. Not for an uh, not a fan. Do you want to pause just for oh or you can oh pause for two seconds while I empty my glass. Cool, glass rinsed. <laughs> That's how much Dan hated the beer. Next oh. we have a Hop Nation Market Nipa. Six percent, Hop Nation from Victoria. Looking forward to it. Fucking love Hop Nation. Uh, and I might have been sneaking and had a can of this before the podcast. <laughs> okay. huh. So I know it's going to be uh, a lot, lot nicer on your palate, Dan. Oh, good. Um, let's talk about just quickly. Let me get Arrow is shit off my chest because that's what I wrote up on the <laughs> follow whiteboard. one shit by another shit. Well, yeah, let's get get all the negativity out early. Fair enough. So, uh, well, no, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. So I've, I've always been an advocate for the CW stuff. I've always said as much as it is aimed at a younger audience and it is Days of Our Lives set to a DC universe, it's always been... I've always enjoyed them. All three of them. Yeah. Four of them. I think it was the very first episode that recorded in season one you were talking about it. Yeah, quite potentially. Um, I mean... What is season up to now? I, I think I, every time you guys Seven. talk about Arrow and Flash, I always fucking ask what season it is because I can never keep track of it. So Arrow's up to season season seven. Um, I think Flash is five or six. And they've both been cancelled? No, Arrow's been cancelled after season eight. So they're okay. filming that now. I think they just wrapped the final recording. Uh, and Stephen Amell's been... Uh, very, he's always been active on social media. I like Stephen Amell because... Yeah, I don't mind him. He's a down-to-earth dude. He hasn't let the, the stardom... Because he's got a massive fan base. All the teeny girls and boys. Whatever. Did he play Casey Jones in the second Michael Bay Ninja Turtles? I don't know. I think he might have been in that Turtles movie. I haven't seen the second TMNT. Oh, it's horrible. That's why I haven't seen it. Chris loves it. 
And he's not here to defend it either. No, That's no, the best but, part. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it um, was the, the Ninja Turtles TV show that we grew up with. Mm. It was that live action. Like mm. that campy, that... Yeah, okay. And there's really actually things I like about those movies. I actually like the turtles in that. I actually like the design of them, the yep. look of them. I like their personalities in it. Yeah. It's just the rest of it that was... Cru- and some of their action scenes are really cool. So it was, a, it was a good character set and cast plucked in or dropped into a shit plot. It's got to be the CGI characters in it were the best characters in the movie. Oh, and, the best, and the best and the best acted movie characters in the movie. It's saying a lot. Rocksteady and Bebop are in it. Yep. And the four turtles. And they're the CGI characters. And then there's entire fight scenes between them that are everything is CGI. The whole lot. The background, the the setting is all CGI. So why not just make it an animated movie? Well, that's a very good point. Yeah. Because yeah, the live action people were horrible. Um Yeah, so Where were we? Arrow. So Arrow. So we're up to season seven. They've just finished filming season eight and they've been cancelled. Flash has not been cancelled to my knowledge, nor has Legends of Tomorrow or Supergirl. Um, Supergirl's getting long in the tooth and it's only up to season three for me. Arrow I've been a big advocate of since the start and this season has gotten to the point for the first time where I've just gone, you know what, I'm bored. It's I put it on and I tune out. It's gone days of our lives. So It was Casey Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the current season of, of Arrow, they, they, historically they've always gone back in time to when Arrow was on the island yeah, for a season or two. And then the next season they would go back in time to when he was in Russia with the, the Bratva and they went back to, I think, China when he was with the triads. And they've always had that, that kind of de- plot device. It flashes to present day and then flashes back. Yeah, see, that sounds much more interesting. I'd, I'd rather see, like, the the city stuff has been done before. I mean, mm. because it's in comic books, it's yeah, not that much different to some of the other characters in the DC universe. So that, that training section would be an interesting... And it was cool. And it was cool. And like I said, I've always enjoyed Arrow. I couldn't put my finger on why. But- I, I say that, and that, that's all Smallville did for 10 seasons was the training. So <laughs> yeah. ignore me. Once again, ignorant asshole. But, but they, did, they did a season on... Um, well, at the moment, ironically, they're doing the... Um, that is good, that Nipah. Fucking oath it is. Um, at the moment, they've got the Suicide Squad. So they're doing Suicide Squad, um, which I, I found interesting. Do you Sorry, need to get I that, call? that phone call? Yep. Okay, so we were talking about Arrow before phone we call. Yeah, before Sorry. the phone call. So my brewer freaked out. <laughs> all good. So um, it's season seven. Instead of flashing back, they're now flashing forward. They're flashing forward. Maybe I, I, they're flashing forward a generation. And are they 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 doing that as a storytelling element to round it out? You think? Or I don't know why they're doing it because it has no bearing on the present. Clearly, oh, okay. obviously, yeah. But I mean, they've got to, it, it's got to have something somewhere. They just might not have come to it yet. Uh, but. Maybe. I mean, look, you find out that she has a second kid. Is she? She? Sorry, second kid. So, uh, Arrow is with um, Felicity. Felicity? Oh, yes, Felicity Smoke, the the main chick that he's been kind of courting since the very beginning. And there was they actually had no plan. Oh, I found that interesting. In an interview, I heard that the, when they wrote her into the story, they had no plan for them to be a love interest, but it was actually the fans pushing for them to be a love interest that they wrote it in. So is there no Black Canary anymore? No, there's a Black Canary. But 
Oliver and Black Canary no, are a they, thing. They always are a they thing. They were a thing at the very start before she became the Black Canary. No, there is I, – I understand that's where they've gone with the TV show, but that's yeah. fucking dumb. Yeah. Because Black Canary and Oliver have been – who's she? She's Donna. Uh, well, in it's, this she's Laurel Lance and uh, then that Black Canary got replaced. She's now the alternate Earth uh, Laurel Lance. Because they killed the original Laurel <laughs> And then there was a white canary as well. Yeah, okay. Um, but right. no, it is Felicity Smoke. So so um they had so he finds out in the la- in a couple of seasons ago, Deathstroke comes back from the dead and kills the mother of his child. And he only found out that he had a child to this random chick from years ago, um, through the process of Deathstroke fucking with him. Deathstroke? Okay. Yeah, Deathstroke. Um Anyway, now we find yeah. out. She's yeah. Donna. D-D-I-N-A-H. Donna Laurel Lance. They've just dropped the first name. Right. In the comics Donna Drake Lance. Donna Drake. Which is funny because there is a Dina Drake who is... Dina? That Dina. might be how you pronounce it. Yeah. So, um, so she's the other Black Canary... So, and it's convoluted. It's hard to explain. I mean, seven seasons of bullshit going on. Earth 2, Black Canary? Yes. So, um, no. No. <laughs> no. I'm just looking at random things on. So, we start with Laurel Lance. She's Black Canary. She dies. Then Dina comes into the story. She becomes Black Canary. And in the meantime, the, the actress that played Laurel Lance comes back from Earth 2. So there's actually two black canaries, but but one of them's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's broken. Yeah, anyway, yeah. the reason why I find Arrow shit these days, they're flashing forward. Every single major character in Arrow has had a child. They're all looking for Felicity Smoke in the future because she's disappeared and there's some sort of bomb threat story to the whole city. And none of them know that the other people are... The children, oh, the of, children of those of the vigilantes, and there's these long stairs. It's very fucking soap <laughs> opera. What do you mean? Where I'm your half brother? Oh my god! I didn't know I had a half sister. Oh, fuck me, yeah. And and in the meantime, in the present day, we find out that that Arrow, who's been, you know, he's known his family for seven seasons, suddenly finds out that he had a long lost sister that be, after his dad had an affair. And it's, it's just like cheap writing, man. It's, it is. Fucking cheap writing, yeah. and I'm watching Arrow. I'm oh, sorry, I'm 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 up to date on Flash, and I'm thoroughly enjoying Flash, and I am fucking hating Arrow. Um, and I'm way behind on but, it. Which is obviously why they're pulling the pin on it. They're, 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 they've they're run out of shit to write. They've, yeah, they're, they're pulling dumb freaking elements in like that, and the viewership's dropping. Yeah. So, and and I mean, look, Flash is still thoroughly enjoyable. I just don't understand how they're going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths, which they teased in the last crossover. If they're wrapping Arrow, no, well, they, they, there's no reason they can't keep the character and roll him into Flash and if they've Supergirl. got him on contract to do it, yeah, or if they've got him on contract, mm. yeah. Anyway, if not, they might just be dishing hole. What is CW? It is so. C, is CW in America a? They're paid? not a whole network, I don't think. Oh, okay. I don't know. Actually, I've never really researched the network because that sort of stuff bores me. It's probably just a cable channel. Or I something. wouldn't even know it was CW if it didn't have a fucking logo, logo on, on the it corner. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's why Arrow is shit. Okay. Pick a topic. Let's talk about this beer because you've already finished yours. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The 
it's good and hoppy. I wouldn't say it's overly juicy. juicy. No, it's it's not very juicy. But it's got it's got that green hop, really yeah. nice, lots of hop, but not overly bitter. But it's definitely got that green bitterness of fresh hops in there. I find it it's quite well rounded, um, yeah. and it's it's very hazy. It's traditional Nipah. Yeah, and surprisingly light. Mm. So and it's six percent. Yeah, so. considering the alcohol content, yeah. it is really nice. Really nice. Mm. Yeah, just. One of those dangerous ones where you just you would could sit easily there. drink three or four in exactly. a hot afternoon. Yeah, get up yeah. and realize that you smashed. That's exactly it, mm. and you would drink them quick too. Yeah. Like I, you've smashed yours. I know. I oh, sorry, I drank that whole thing. I really, it was really <laughs> just to get rid of the dank palate from. Yeah, it, it might have been, might have been, but that I, I did really enjoy that. Pick a topic, Dan. Uh, we need to talk about if we're staying on the theme of shit things, the Joker. <laughs> yep. Well, Joker? The Joker? Joker? I think it's just Joker. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. We got a trailer for I love that actor, man. Oh, he's great. And he's fucking talented. He would be amazing as... Well, I think... I shouldn't say that. He will be amazing as the character. I I feel like... Giving him long hair, he he felt very Heath Ledger. He did. And that was one of the They're clearly portraying a different Joker, though. Clearly, but then he moves like Ledger. The suit is cut like Ledger. Everything about it, you would go, well, this is the prequel story to Ledger in The Dark Knight. I could see that. But Bruce Wayne- they're obviously unrelated. Joaquin Phoenix is much older than what Ledger was Mm. in The Dark Knight. The Bruce Wayne boy is about 10 or 12 years old that you see in the trailer. I'm wondering whether, because you see- Joaquin Phoenix leaned through the bars of Wayne Manor mm. and pushed the corners of Bruce Wayne's mouth up into the smile. I wonder if yep. that happens after his parents are killed. I would say it would. I assumed when I watched it, it had. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I think it probably would be, but Thomas Wayne is doing the little monologue over the to trailer be, just before that. So, Look, my, my takeaway from, from the um, trailer, because there's a couple of trailers, there was a 60-second or a 90-second spot. Yeah, just the the little where he's in the makeup and it flashes through and No, there's changes. a couple of extended trailers too. There's oh, one okay. where it's focused exclusively on, on the Joker. My takeaway was if you took it out of the Gotham universe, it would just be a, standard, a standalone psycho thriller. Yeah, it would be. And what's wrong with that? I mean... Absolutely nothing. But why slap the DC logo on it and make it into the Joker? If you're not going to follow it through and with something not, else. They're not going to follow it through. Bruce Wayne's way too young. Yeah. Uh, probably Thomas Wayne dies. So you can't even <laughs> do the alternate universe where Thomas Wayne is... Man, the, I wish the they would do Flashpoint. Why? In the fucking uniform. I with know. the red logo. And that the, the guy that plays Thomas Wayne, I have no idea what his name. He's in a lot of things. He'd be really good. He's not yeah. probably... Bulky that, enough. Bulky enough. That uh, that Thomas Wayne in Flashpoint, that Batman. He was he was Batman big. Oh, he was big. Yeah, yeah. he's a big dude. So that's why the guy from the Schneiderverse, Thomas Wayne. Yep. Actually, I'm fucking shit tonight. <laughs> I'm u- I'm usually pretty bad, but I usually have some. The guy from the Schneiderverse, Batman. So Brett Cullen plays Thomas Wayne. Yeah, he's really good. He's a really good actor. He's I, in a lot of shit. I don't see Douglas Hodge as Alfred. No, I, I I flicked through that I and I thought that cast. was a yeah that was a that was a bit it. weird yeah uh, the oh god what the fuck is his name the dad from Supernatural yeah I I never watched Supernatural uh-huh. man I refuse to fucking watch that show 
Um, Morgan, something Morgan. Uh, it's he's got like a three part name. Quick, type, type I'm hard, type fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm IMDBing it to make it seamless. It's not Jim Beaver. Uh, they're not showing me. I don't know what's his name. <sighs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I okay. knew it had come to me. Yeah, he's and we. I mean, we've spoken about it before. He'd be an awesome flashpoint. He would uh, be Thomas Wayne. Yeah, he's, fucking oath. He's, he's grizzly. He's, he's grizzly. Built. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. can play that really dark, pissed off guy. I'm, you know what? I don't, I'm not interested in watching Joker. No, it, I will. Yeah, I will I'm, too. But. I'll probably wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. No, so I don't know if you ever read it, and if I hadn't have packed all of my goddamn fucking graphic novels in boxes and put them in a storage unit, I would have brought it over for you a few years ago. Just after The Dark Knight came out, they released a solo Joker graphic novel. Yep. It's not that thick in comparison to some of the bigger ones that we read. It's not part of a... If Chris was here, there'd be some sort of sexual innuendo on the end of that, but carry on. (laughs) It's not not a collection of trade paperbacks. It's just a standard, standalone graphic novel. Yep. 100% focused on the Joker. He is a dark, deep, disturbed bastard, but it's set in that gritty... Scorsese world, which yeah. is what this is set in, and you can see that the, they've taken the lines. They've taken them. elements from this for the Joaquin Phoenix, or if they haven't, it's an incredible coincidence. Yeah. yeah, but it's set in the fully fleshed out DC world. He Joker just gets released for some reason. I can't remember why. Uh, it's been a long time since I read it. Harley's working as a stripper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joker goes to collect her from the strip joint. Some dude walks in, goes for a private show with Harley. Yep. And the next panel, he staggers out on stage and he's been skinned from his neck to his ankles. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like been... flayed. Yeah, exactly. Well, but he's still alive. Yeah. So he's literally just been skinned and he staggers out on stage and falls down right. because he tried to crack onto Harley in the behind the scenes. Yep. And that's that's how dark these things go. and. It, even though it's focused on Joker, and that's no, that's why I don't exactly know where this movie's going to go either. If you're focusing on one of the most deeply disturbed villains in the Batman universe, mm. like this comic book is, and you start to see a few things from Joker's point of view, and he takes a few guys out, like has a laugh with someone and just stabs them like Ledger does. and But then this guy, one of his henchmen, fucks him over by being a loud mouth or says something in the wrong. So yep. the Joker rapes the dude's wife. <laughs> wow, that is... It's fucking dark. Fucking like it, dark. It is really, really dark. Batman's not in it. He's this lingering presence that you don't see him, but a lot of them talk about him. Yep. Like the little voices that you hear over the radio in the Arkham games. Yeah. They're always talking about him. And then in the end, he comes into it because the Joker, he's been watching him going, well, what's he going to do? Yeah. He's going to fuck up. He's going to do something at some stage. I need to stop him before he does that. They have this big chase at the end and it's the when Batman comes into it, he's very much a in a military outfit. It's like he's wearing a flak vest. He's got big buckled up military boots on. Yep. yep. It's kind of Ben Affleck cross Christian Bale military style but he- more heavily padded. Yeah. Very Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight uh, costume. and But he's there. But he's there for the last four pages of this graphic novel. Mm. And that's it. And that's what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Every time I watch a DC movie where the plot is the problem, 
I don't understand why these guys aren't just retelling a great comic book arc. And they they've they've got you know if you if you think about producing a movie, there's find a solid plot, find some good actors, make the fucking movie. Right, draw the storyboards. Storyboards are already fucking written for you. Yeah, and drawn exactly. for you. Post mark. You've got some of the best plots in any storytelling ever. Yeah, already and done writers. for you. Pick fucking actors that suit the personalities in the comics, yeah. and then make the fucking comic into a movie. Why is this so hard? No. If Marvel can do it, any <laughs> should be able to. So it sounds like that's kind of what they've done for Shazam. They've taken the new Fifty Two run of Shazam yeah. and turned that into which is apparently Shazam. smashing the box office at the moment. Yeah, and, and it's like everything I've heard is says it's good. So anyway, the, the it, it seems like a missed opportunity to do. Like I've got a whole bunch of. Uh, I went through all my comic books the other day because I needed to get rid of them. Yep. Uh, they did an entire run uh, of just single shot villains, and there must have been ten or twelve of them. And they they have beautiful lenticular covers. Yep. Uh, they were just one shots that were either origin stories for some of the newer ones, or just something that happened in their life. Their whether life, it was yeah. it could have been a modern day thing, like it was something parallel just about them. Do a whole bunch of one shots for these villains while Batman's off training. Me and Chris had this discussion after the trailer. Do a whole bunch of one shots for yeah. the, the villains while Batman's off training. But that's five or six down the track. You've got the established world to bring him into. And then there's no wasting 40 minutes of a fucking Batman movie <laughs> telling the origin story of yeah. the villain. Yeah. Even though Ledger overtook the Dark Knight and was the the star of that movie. I don't think that was plot driven. That was actor driven. Oh, but he did spend a lot of time on screen. He did. But and there, was, there was an no important character But there was no origin story. They didn't waste that correct, time for correct. the origin story. Yeah, you're absolutely you right. You went straight in he walks in into that, that heist and then he walks in and you see that personality when all the gangsters are sitting around. <laughs> yeah. Straight away you get you get that Joker personality yeah. and you get you know from there where this character's going, where his psychotic lines are. Yeah. And you, you see all those amazing facial tics. I say this every time I watch that fucking movie is that very few characters I've seen in movies do you not see the actor behind that character? Yeah. I yeah. don't see a smidgen of Ledger behind no, that you don't. fucking character. Absolutely not. He is 100% the Joker through that entire movie. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Watching the trailer, I I don't know why I make this. I, I don't know why my brain makes this parallel, but it felt somewhere between Maniac with Elijah Wood. Yep. And that was a good movie. Really it, creative. It was a yeah. great movie. And is it Birdman? With Michael Keaton. Yeah. With the long one yeah. shots. I have no idea why Birdman came to mind when I was watching the trailer, but it did. I guess it's, it's unexplained uh, fucked up edness. I Yeah, I there, was, there was a, there was a <laughs> lot of weird shit. That was a good movie too. Like once again, very creative movie. Bizarre. Bizarre movie. Bizarre. But thoroughly enjoyable. I, I love one-shot scenes. Anything that can do yeah. a one-shot scene flawlessly and just all the actors know their, know their bits and they hit all their beats and it's, yep. it's either funny or entertaining or just flat-out creative. Like the entire first shot, first five minutes of uh, Serenity is, yeah, um, fuck yeah. is Mal walking through Serenity talking to all the, the crew as he goes <laughs> through yeah. and you just see the, the 
the the wonders of the actual filming the how how much the cat sneezing on your lap <laughs> <laughs> how much the 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 actors that they they have a genuine joy to be there talking to each other in that opening scene so yeah. anyway and that, it that sets, was that it was sets a, the tone for the rest of the movie but i i guess with that birdman it's it's that weird gritty world it's that Weird yeah, behind the scenes theatrical, larger than life, but still set in a yeah, in a real yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see that parallel. Definitely. That's that's all I could think. So I've got a question for you. Given, and I know we're pivoting to something else, but given that we know that Shazam's already doing well in the box office, do you think they're going to do a Black Adam movie? I don't think they'll do a Black Adam movie. I think Black Adam will be the next villain, next villain in the Shazam and. I have no doubt that's probably well. They've already cast uh, cast Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Yeah, so I can see that. Oh, I think it's great. That works perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And they're doing a um, they're doing. I think is it is it Birds of Prey, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Are they doing Birds of Prey or is that what it's called? uh, Gotham City Sirens. I thought it was Birds of Prey. I don't know. I get these two confused. No, it is Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And Margot Robbie has reprised her role as... Yeah, they released that little teaser trailer. It's I'm, I'm actually interested to see it. I'm quietly interested to see it. <laughs> I was, don't, I, did you ever DC see... It's a movie. Every time I think uh, it's going to be good, yeah. it's not. Who knows? <laughs> uh, the, the, did you ever see the old Birds of Prey TV series? No, it was it was one of those late night TV shows, like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Get yep. ho- I used to get home from work those weird hours, and you'd put it on, and it followed Huntress, mm-hmm. who was a metahuman, and she was the daughter of uh, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. Okay, and as opposed to the daughter of the mob boss, I can't remember the backstory of Huntress. She's the daughter of one of the mob bosses. But um, I don't think she's from... Kingpin. But I don't think she's from Earth One either. I think she's from one of the others. Mm, don't know. Anyway, yeah. They, they did a Constantine run in the comics only a couple of months ago. Okay. Know, probably longer than that now. My timeline on those comics is screwed up. But <laughs> Anyway, the, I, my biggest one of my biggest gripes with the Joker movie was the makeup. That's why I drew my uh, fucking <laughs> yeah. blue-eyed clown makeup up there. Yeah. I hope that he just goes the traditional white and red. Yeah. At, even, even if it's just at the end. It didn't just, seem, you're right. It didn't seem right in the teaser trailer. And go back to what you said, just make, don't make a Joker. Just make it some dude that fucking loses his, loses his marbles. Yeah. And it would probably, it, it, I have no doubts it's probably going to be a very well acted, probably a well, fairly well scripted. Yeah, yeah. Fairly well scripted. I think it'll be nicely filmed. So I think it'll probably be a really good standalone movie. If they don't try and make it more than it is. But where does it fit in the world? Yeah. Where who who is this appealing to? But I think yeah, that's a that's a good point. Cuz if you look at Aquaman, Aquaman as a one-shot or a standalone film was a was a continuation of of um, Justice League. If you look at Shazam, it's kind of out of nowhere, but it would have its appeal to holiday audiences because the the, the comedy in in the trailer would have attracted audiences even if they didn't realise it was a comic book movie and it, it doesn't feel like the same 
grittiness as the rest of the DC universe. No, I movies. think they're definitely moving away from that. Yes, so. but but I think it would have attracted its own audience. It definitely would, and I think. For, but, but where does where does that leave Joker? Well, exactly. That's, they, my, that's you, my point. You, you got three different three different types of movies, and granted, they've come out and they said they're doing these one shots, which is the worlds of DC, was, um, which I think is a good idea given how shit house the fucking major arc movies have been. So do I, but just fucking if if one of the major purposes of having this Joker character in this DC world is he is the polar opposite to the Batman. Then you kind of have to have the Batman. You have to have the Batman. And whichever or- origin story you talk about the Joker being created from, whether yep. he was the failed comedian or any of the Ledger ones, like there's multiples in comics, there's multiples in movies, yeah. and none of them have ever been tied down. The real interesting one, and I forgot I was going to mention this earlier, we probably need to get another beer as well, yep. but the real interesting one is a couple of runs ago, uh, Scott Schneider was the writer and they wrote in that there's three different Jokers. So there's three different Jokers over time. One of them has been made immortal through some dealings with a Lazarus pit. Yeah. Uh, through Rachel Gould's Lazarus pit. Rachel um, Gould, not Raja Gould. Uh, Got that lecture last episode, fuck you. <laughs> uh, one, of them, one of them was like the uh, Batman, uh, the, the Adam West Batman Joker. Yep, and yep. then one of them was the modern day Joker, and those yep. those two ones were mortal, and all of these Jokers sort of overlapped, and that's why they had different looks at certain times, and they interacted with Bruce in certain ways, and Very for some convenient way to explain it all out, though, it, I, I think it was just a convenient, and was it, DC's kind of going that way with their comic books too, is these are these are kind of one shot, not. It's tied not a consistent in universe across anymore. the world anymore. Yeah, we're just here to sell comics. Fuck yeah. you guys if you want some sort of. No, I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, you you get you get writers that want to come in and put their own stamp on these things. You get artists that come in and want to put their own stamp on and things. You get the guys that come in and want to change the bat suit to look like their their style. They I don't. Just, wanna... But at the end of the day, Dan, I think it's like a bunch of people that want to write Star Wars stories, but fuck everything about Star Wars. I just want to write my own story to make my own mark. They're like paid fan art people. Then why the <laughs> fuck are you writing for Star Wars? It's got a universe. It, yeah, it, I think I think continuity cons- has its place. I definitely do. But I think with something as convoluted as what the DC universe has become over the years, and I have no doubt the Marvel universe is the same in the comic books, but I don't read Marvel much. Yeah. So it's hard to tell. But I think they've done a better job of maintaining internal consistency. They they could have, and DC did it for a long time. Do they did the new Fifty Two, which was meant to be a reset. Yeah, but then they screwed and that up because they changed the characters far too much away from the people that were reading them. That's right, and I think they softed out. They no, they, they they got too much backlash, and they went, "Oh fuck it, we're screwed up majorly." We'll, they did. We'll go back. And the 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 Superman that was in that wasn't the original Superman. Yeah. The original yeah. Clark Kent was still there, married to Lois with their yeah. son. And this Superman was a different Superman that Why? ended up with Wonder Woman. And then the new when he died, the original Superman came. There's <laughs> not enough <laughs> invention. That's my complaint about yeah. comics generally at oh, the moment. It's, it, it's just retelling it of is. the same characters we've That's been reading exactly. since our eighties and and before. Yeah, and they're too they're too scared to change these major characters. I mean, how many times they've died? Or I mean, so that- thread some new characters in with the old, transition out the old, move on. But they don't have these... Instead of 50 different retellings of Superman. Yeah. Okay, I get that he's iconic and he sells comics. I get that. But 
if if you are at a point now where you have to invent retarded stories to sell more Superman comics mm. because you've run out of normal stories, then it's time to retire the fucking character. Yeah, you're not wrong on that. I, I do agree. Do an yeah. Archie-style comic about his <laughs> fucking dog if you have to. But well, they do, do. Something. Crypto. <laughs> I know. Crypto's there. I know, but Crypto I'm saying- Crypto has his own comic at times. Oh, does he? Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right, man. Sometimes. Just do an Archie-style yeah. oh, yeah, no, crypto he does. comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd Cri- fucking buy the shit out of yeah. that, man. <laughs> oh, I think when I was reading the Superman, there was a couple that just were like followed crypto. Right. Like, oh, they were the previous- and just for the record, I'm not blanking out the word retarded because that's how I feel about it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, the- I think one of them even did the the Superman arc and then it went back and showed that arc from Crypto's point of view. Yep. So it was the that's same cool. was the same story from Crypto's point of view. Yeah, so that's it, cool. it, it, but that's that's something interesting. The, some of the Batman storylines in the comics for the last probably 5 or 6 years have been fucking amazing. I haven't read much Batman since Court of Owls, <gasps> which is a brilliant fucking arc. Court of Owls is one of the Yes, yeah. that they've written, so I that, reckon, in the last decade. That is decade. where it started. Yeah. So that the Court of Hours really started. That Scott Schneider run, him yep. and him and Greg Capulio, who was the artist at that stage, was amazing. Mm. I mean, and then they did um, Death of the Family, which has got the Joker that cut his face off. Yep. Uh, and I've that, seen bits and pieces. That from was that. a great run. He was the third Joker, the one that cut his face off. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was the modern day one. So the Immortal one had the hipster hair. Yep. He had shaved yeah. sides and the, the, <laughs> yeah. the sweep over. Yep. Then you had the Cesar Romero Joker and then you had the cut the face off Joker. Right. Because they were all they were all sort of talked about and then you got a few photos that Gordon was looking at, old photos from like the 50 and there's like the Joker's face popping out from a fucking black door or something <laughs> like that. And he's like, how was all this? And anyway. How did we not notice that before? Yeah, so it was interesting, but... Anyway, I'll we'll, wait until there's collected works. So there probably already is an omnibus that I can pick up. Oh, there would be that. That's um, Schneider, um, Capulio run. It Court of Owls, Death of the Family, uh, Year Zero. Yep. I think it was. There's a there's a three sort of three or four really good sort of two year spanning. I'm sure they've done them. collected works. Oh, they would have. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we should pause to get more beer. And we're back from a break. Big Shed Boozy Fruit. Yes. This one, Gab's best beer last year? I think it was last year. I bought it because Chris mentioned it one or two episodes ago and I thought, fuck it, I haven't tried it. Um, oh God, that's dark for a fucking Nipah, man. I really rolled the bottle as well because there was a lot of sediment <laughs> in the bottom. So. <laughs> you know, I, I, so off podcast, I've, I've often complained I've never had an infected beer, I've never had a bad beer and I had one off podcast. That is much of that one that I'm pouring because we all know my love of sweet beers, mm. dessert beers. What did I? What did I have? Do you remember what I had? It was a Siren Brewing. I'll find the photo. Is that the one you sent to me the other day? Yeah, in the the big bottle. Yeah, I had a bad beer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it was a Soundwave Sessions Milkshake Celebration Session IPA. That's a mouthful. It was a. It, it's a milkshake session IPA. They added lactose to a standard session IPA, and it was feral. It smelled <laughs> not feral. Not feral brewing. Not feral was, brewing. No, don't. It was don't, siren don't brewing. Lump, don't lump the. It. It smelled. It, it's weird. I don't like it when when something that you consume has an inconsistency between the scent and the taste. It just isn't right. It smelled like weed. Yeah, it throws you out when it's like that. It smelled like marijuana, and I, I'm allergic to marijuana. I can't stand the smell. 
I know that doesn't make me popular with certain people and certain certain groups of people, but I, I don't like it. So smelling it, I'm like, I don't know if I want to fucking taste this. I couldn't taste the marijuana. I could just smell it. And it turned out it wasn't until the end of the glass. It was the sediment that stank of pot. Oh, when you, like the end of the glass, like when yeah. you did what was left in the bottom. Yeah. It, it, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the yeast. Well, no, the hop oils stick to the yeast. Right. So the the thick well that's one and that's part of the reason why the hazy New Englands have that juicier, hoppier compound to them. And a, a lot of the reason why most of us don't filter IPAs and pails and everything, because you strip out hop character. Yeah, okay. So when the, the yeast is left in solution, it all sticks to that. All I get sorry, to change the subject, all I get out of the scent of this beer is honey and hops. It is maybe it's my glass, because I haven't washed my glass since the last beer, but it's like full yeah, on, it, full on manuka honey. It definitely, it definitely has that honey character. That, Maybe uh, some some orange. Sweet. There's certainly yeah, fruit there's, in it. There's a lot of sort of orangey peel. Well, it is called boozy fruit. So, oh, that's that's all yours. <laughs> that's that's really fucking good. It's I can understand why it won best in show. Um, definitely not my type of beer. But we've been over this see, many times. It's very sweet. It's very hazy and dark. It's surprisingly dark for a Nipah. Um Yeah, that's really sweet and and I like the I like the first sort of palate hop character, like the, the 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 mouth coating hop character. But I don't like the the it's amazing the amount fruity, of sugar. There's the, got to be pineapple juice in that. Yeah, the fruity character that comes through at the end. It's not pineapple a, juice and orange. Sweet. I get. It's like it reminds me of that Omnipolo ice cream pale ale, that which we I had. fucking love. Uh, man. I know you guys. Chris <laughs> fucking loves them as well. I like sweet beers. That's why we got a. Yeah, we've got a fucking milkshake uh, stout. See, milk chocolate stout. I like sweet, sweet beers. beers that are darker. No, not even that. I mean, You're racist, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the some of the milkshake neepers, uh, but that that one we had from Three Ravens oh last my week, God, that, that was, was good. amazing. I, you Absolutely know what? Amazing. I've since had a six pack more. <laughs> that's, that's terrible, man. <laughs> and for someone you didn't who, test your fucking blood sugar on for, that shit. <laughs> for someone who who is, has a dark obsession with fucking sours, for me to go out and that yeah. buy that many. That's well and truly the other way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I like I like anything but IPA. Yeah. I'd go on either end of the spectrum. I'm not a big malt fan. I don't like the plain old stouts. You'll never catch yeah, me drinking a Guinness oh, or something like that. Oh, yes. I'll, <laughs> I'll have an oatmeal I'll, stout. I'll I fuck, fucking love an oatmeal stout. I will drink Guinness until my poo is black the next day. <laughs> Thank you for that visual. I, um, <laughs> there was there was one, uh, there was a stout. Fuck, that's good though. I, I, I rate Boozy Fruit. So that was, uh, sorry, that was Big Shed. Did I say it was Big Shed? I don't think so. Uh, Big Shed, Boozy Fruit, New England IPA. What million percent is it? Because it's strong. No, no, 6.2. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there was... There was a beer. I remember where I had it, but I can't remember who did it. So I, the the old Squires Brew House on Cockle Bay Wharf. Yep. I don't think it's Cockle Bay. It's further down King Street. King Wharf. Street. King Wharf, Street Wharf. Yeah. Wharf. Uh, they had a dark beer, an Irish stout on there called the Crack. Okay. And it was fucking amazing. A I K Crack. Crack, as in good time crack. Yeah. Okay. Not as in the drug crack. No. <laughs> But the Irish tend to spell the, the, it C R A I K. Oh, I don't know how you spell it. Isn't it? Crack. 
Uh, it's really weird being over in Ireland and listening to people say crack all the time. And you just, you've, you've, you've got to get out of that, that mental yeah, headspace. Yeah, because once you pick up the word, yeah, well, that's it all can mean a, It can mean a lot of different things. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway I, that, and I can also one, see why they call it boozy fruit because it does taste like juicy fruit fucking juicy, chewing gum. Yeah, juicy fruit or Fruit Loops. Uh, it's got that uh, that artificially flavored. I don't get artificial. It's, it's. I get what you're saying. To me, it tastes like someone mixed tropical tropical juice, like traditional juice. Yeah, like Golden Circle tropical juice. Yes. Yeah. With beer. Yeah. <laughs> With a bit of hops. Anyway. It's anyway, it, it, it's well made for what it is. It is definitely well made, but it's most definitely not your style of beer. And as soon as you said that's what you had tonight, you, you know my comment. It's I just I knew I wasn't going to like it. So going in, I got so. it for Chris, and Chris pussied out at the last minute. So that's all right. It's his loss. It's yours and your loss and my beer. Yep, all yours. I'm going to be smashed at the end of the night because you're driving, which means you're only going to be having a taste of the uh, mower. And that's all right. You can you can sit it around, let it warm up. Yeah, that's Let's true. Go from there. Anyway, next topic. Joker's done. We were saying off air, why don't we just give Kevin Smith control of fucking oh, DC yeah. comic movies? Because I reckon that guy would actually make the billion dollars he keeps claiming. Because yeah. I'd fucking watch his movies. Yeah. Um, the one thing actually about the Joker movie that might be redeeming uh, is it might be one of those smaller scale stories like yeah, it just just yeah. self contained just just him causing trouble uh, yeah. with no big. I've planted all Mafioso these bombs and- bombs around the city. <laughs> come and yeah. get this. I uh, think it will be very personal. Mm. I got that impression from the trailer. One one of the things that I because wouldn't, if he threatened if he threatened Gotham, then you'd necessitate bringing Batman. It, into that's exactly that's exactly it. Yeah, one of the things that might be interesting. But I don't think they'll do an go origin? Uh, well. This is where need it. this is where I'm going with that is in the Arkham games, and it's been spoken about a couple of times in the comic books too. I think I don't know it actually definitely has that the Joker is a virus. So it, it the, the the it almost goes into that. I've got to take a photo of. It. <laughs> You took you took a photo of me with her last week. I didn't put it up though. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure you did. Maybe. I think, I think it was one of those. I think Kara's become our mascot. Yeah, she is. She's she, all right. She was never interested in the podcast before, but she's been in every episode since yeah, we renamed. Yeah, no, she's good. Um, they Joker as a virus, so... They did that in Gotham, in, in the TV series Gotham. Okay. They implied it and never followed through. So if his blood makes it into somebody else, they turn no, Joker-esque? it was more something he put out and, and they kind of... Yeah, I'm going to going to fuck up the reference. So the original Gotham, sorry, the original actor that played Joker in Gotham. Yeah, you've been into this before. Died at the end of one of the seasons or yeah. towards the end of one of the seasons. His brother took over straight away. And he said, no, he said something like um, keep laughing or, or something like that. He made some reference and he started giggling maniacally as, as Joker does when he died at the end of the original fucking Batman. Um, or Batman Returns? No, it was the original Batman. The Batman 89. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that was Jack a, Nicholson. That was the laughing box in his. Yeah, that's right. So it was yeah. kind of similar to that. I've got and to say, Joaquin's Phoenix's uh, Joker laugh was pretty good. It was. It was, <laughs> and you could see it developing throughout the course yeah. of a ninety-second trailer, which yeah. I thought was good. Yeah. And and Jacqueline is a, an amazing actor. Mm. He, I thoroughly rate him. I've never seen her, but I'd like to. Her. Her. It's like the psychotic Siri. He falls in love with the AI. That was actually surprisingly good. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot. I'll lend of, it to you. I'm I, pretty sure I've got it here. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I remember I, Louise watched it and she loved it. I don't watch it. movies on Netflix. I only watch TV series. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? I don't know. I interrupted again. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, the, you're talking about the Gotham the, the, joke the of virus, virus. The virus, right? So he starts laughing and then a bunch of other randoms in Gotham started laughing the Joker laugh. Oh, okay, that's and cool. And I thought that's the path they were going to go down. Yeah. And then he disappears for a season and then it turns out that he's not really dead and he comes back. Yeah. And his twin. His twin, yeah. Takes um, over as the bad guy and gets defeated, but he's still, uh, yeah, he gets convoluted. Why do TV series out of necessity, turn into days of our lives. I don't know why it's necessary for a good TV series to end up being a fucking drama queen. I it's just, I guess it's just the same as what you were talking about, Arrow. They just lose their way. They do too many seasons. They, I haven't talked about they um, spread Doctor Who thin. in several, episodes, <laughs> several podcasts. So okay, I, get it so, out of your system. No, there is I'll no, sit here and drink my beer and you the, can get it the, out of your system. There is no Doctor Who episodes to talk about, right? They've done the first first season of the, the new actress and they haven't done season two from her yet. The point I was trying to make though is it never ends up being Days of Our Lives. There's no long stares. There's no, oh my God, I didn't realise you had a child and now we've got to bring him into the series. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no... Oh my God, what do you mean we're related? We've been dating for six months. Like, it's just all of those shitty plot devices they seem to be putting in the TV these days in stuff that they they should never have put that shit in. The, the writers either get bored or the good ones that start these series quit and don't continue on through. I actually think, I think the second part is the opposite of the problem. I actually think you have to cycle your writers. Fast enough to not let it yeah, get stale, fair enough, yeah. and have one showrunner who drives an overall plot arc. Yeah, but this is exactly what we were just talking about with the comic books. You put too many different writers in, yeah. putting wanting to put their two their different spin on everything. Their spin, but then you have a showrunner who owns the overall yeah. pl- the overall arc. So yes, you can write an episode, you can write it about whatever the fuck you want, but you have to have this element in it so that I can tie it all together at the end. Yeah, that's what Doctor Who has always done well. But it's also some of the things that had let oh, some. Now of the- I've got a fucked up glass. I should have rinsed my glass because it smells like fucking tropical juice and sugar. But it's a milk stout, <laughs> and I still get the chocolate, and I still get the malt. Uh, see, I, this what is, are we drinking, this Dan? This is good. This is this is Moa Brewing Company from New Zealand. It's a milk chocolate stout, silky and smooth, out of five. Holy shit, sticks! That is like chocolate milk. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> that is like raw. Like pure chocolate milk. See, that, that's that's sweet and lactose as well, but it's, but it's most, nice. Most, it's balanced. It works. Most chocolate stouts are very malty, and this is not it's, malty it's, at all. It's, it, well, no, it is quite malty, but it's I know that's, lighter. Okay, so as a brewer, it's malty. <laughs> as a consumer, it tastes like chocolate milk that's fizzy. Mm. Mm. 
right? But so that's, but that's you're interpret. I know what <laughs> I, I know what's creating the flavor. But when you say that it's malty, it's it's a description of the process, not the flavor. Not necessarily. I'm not tasting any any malt. I'm tasting chocolate milk. Yeah, but the chocolate comes from a chocolate malt. I know. That is a malt. So in definition, it's it malty. You, you can't call something hoppy. I get it. And, I, I, and I understand what you're saying. But, like if you, if you, but most of the time when I, when I drink a, a milk chocolate stout or a milk stout or a, any dark beer, malt translates to you can taste the caramelized process, the caramelization process of malt. I'm not tasting that here. I'm tasting the the flavor as a result. Of, anyway, I'm going <laughs> to. But it's a contradictory comment. I know because you you wouldn't go. That's why I gave up. You, on you it. don't you don't talk about an IPA you or can't a Nipa. get a beer that tastes like milk chocolate without it being malt Malty. forward. I get exactly. It. I get it. <laughs> I love how he's he's turned away from me in frustration and just <laughs> facing the wall. <laughs> I get it. I just I it just it's fucking brilliant. It is nice. It's very, it is very really nice, damn good. But it is extremely light on the maltiness. <laughs> Which gives In other it, words, if you isolate the flavor of malt, but malt malt is a it's a broad term. Yeah, it's you, you're talking you're talking all the way from pale malt that doesn't give any flavor and very little color, all the way through to a black malt that on the scale is hundreds of units mm. and has a very different character, and then from that to there. You have a whole different spectrum across the board. I have to say, as much as the the chocolate milk flavor dominates, there's a subtle nuttiness to it. Mm. It is really subtle. Yeah, it's really nice. I I drink the shit out of that. To be honest, there was something else. There, there was another one. It wasn't anywhere as near as sweet as this, but it's still on that lighter chocolatey character that I've had recently, and I can't remember what it was. I still miss the um. So I've and I've had a few more. The Founders Breakfast Oatmeal Stout. Oh, yeah. is still a go-to mm. dark beer for me. Mm. There was the uh, London Milk Stout from somebody. No, not no, it wasn't a Milk Stout. London Stout might have even been Founders. Founders yeah. do do was some it? fucking good beers. That, that, it was a long time ago. It was one of the ones that I used to get in a five hundred ml bottle when I was working at Dan Murphy's. Okay, because it was good. It was a, it was it was like this. It was sorry, Cara, scratching your ear the wrong way. <laughs> uh, it was the, this kind of light, even though this is obviously quite heavy because it's got a lot of well, it's sweeter. It's but got a thicker zero body. Zero alcohol flavor in it. No, yeah, none. Which makes it dangerous. And then the the London the London stout, cho- London chocolate stout, Fuller's London chocolate stout. It might have been. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was like this. It was that. Lighter bodied, but still with that beautiful chocolatey, roasty character to it. But not nothing overdone. Like it's so well balanced with the body. I don't the, get the any roasty it. notes out of this though. No, it, it, that was that. And that it is, is just surprisingly. Kind of an it is surprisingly sweet too. It is very sweet. There's yeah. a lot of lactose in it. Yeah. What next? We don't have. We got some things written it's up there. About a video nothing. game. Talking about a video game. What have you got up there? Vampire well, Kindred? Va- Vampire slash Kindred. So they at uh, the Game Developers Conference mm. a couple of weeks ago, mm. they announced Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. And back in 
it must have been 2003, 2004-ish, they released Masquerade the Vampire, um, Masquerade, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which yeah. was a RPG set in the White Wolf tabletop gaming world of Vampire the Masquerade, uh, which was great. I mean, it was, uh, I remember me and Chris were living at Kinley Place at the time and I used to stay up till four o'clock in the morning and play Vampire <laughs> and it was great. I mean, it, it, it was glitchy as fuck. Fuck, and I'm sure still, if you went back to it today, it's still glitchy as hell. And there was actually, it was even actually broken towards the last mission that you couldn't fix it. You oh couldn't, my gosh! You couldn't finish it. There's nothing more fucking frustrating than getting all the way to the end of a game and not being able to finish it. And talking about early days of internet, where we had shitty dial-up yeah. dial-up internet. You wait because 45 minutes to see nipples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And to download a goddamn One line at patch. A time. I can see Ariola. I can see Ari. Oh, it's just a shadow. And then it stalls. <laughs> you had, and then you had to wait like overnight to download these days. a twenty a twenty megabyte patch to fix a fucking game that was broken. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that was crazy. But it was great. It was it was original. It was set in a very tabletop esque world. It really did give you freedom of choice to do the missions how you saw fit it gave you multiple entrances you could talk your way in and out of missions some of the some of the clans and i love multiple entrances yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes you could have just glossed over that but no no no, uh, (laughs) I've, i've 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 read some of the rpg um i think i read the player's handbook for uh vampire the masquerade why would you read the player's handbook? Because I'm sure when I was a kid in high school. Oh, the tabletop one, not the action, not the video game. No, version. the role-playing yeah, game, yeah, the, the yeah. pen I've, and paper RPG. I've got it. I'm sure I've read it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I've even rolled a character when I didn't know what, what a tabletop pen and paper RPG, sorry, a pen and paper RPG was. Well, I bought the rule, the, the, the rule book yep. back when, or the player's guide, I think it was all just one book in those days, yeah. for, that, for that one at least. When they made Kindred, I actually didn't know about vampires. So Kindred mm. was the Aaron Spelling who did Melrose Place. Uh, <laughs> the Kindred was uh, a TV series that he made in the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm sure I watched some of that. And it, it was overlapped with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but Kindred was very much more real world. Yes. real world as much as it can be real world grounded. Yeah. Uh, the the clans were governed by a prince of the city. They had to abide by the masquerade laws, or they forfeit their life. I'm sure I've seen it. It was, you know, what it's probably extremely soap opery and Days <laughs> of Our Lives crappy when you go back to it these days. The guy wrote Mel's, Melrose, Melrose Place. Place. I'm he sure did, it yeah. was. Yeah. But I think I was saying to you, one of the characters in it, Eddie Fiore, he led the the Bruja clan. The the actor has, I still don't know to this day, his real name. And me and my <laughs> wife, every time we see him in something, we go, it's Eddie Fiore. It's just one of those things. It's just that character for that that actor that stuck. And yeah. I've no, he was in Buffy as the, he was in season one of Buffy as the master's uh, main henchman. Okay. And and then he was another vampire in Kindred roughly the same time. Might have been a little bit later. Um, 
after he was out of out of Buffy. Two very different types of vampires. Yeah. Uh, but I, I loved Kindred. I thought it was great. It was such a creative world. And I, I showed you the tattoo on Instagram of the guy who had the Nosferatu yeah, tattoo. Yeah, that was fucking cool. And I, I love the original Nosferatu character from the old black and white movie. And mm. they one of the clans in uh, Vampire Masquerade and Kindred is the Nosferatu clan. And when they get embraced, which is they're they're changing over, yep. they they turn into those grotesque the grotesque monsters. And in the game, they all had to travel through the sewers. Which uh, was there an old video game for Kindred? Because the embrace mm. rings a bell as a as a video game mechanic, like old old school, like eighties video game. Uh, there was another vampire game before this. It was called Vampire Redemption. Or Vampire Masquerade Redemption, which was late nineties, mid to late nineties, mm. and it was Kristoff uh, was the main character, and he was a Templar. Rings and, a bell. Yeah, that that was a really good game too. Mm. Really good, really good RPG. One of those traditional RPGs where you would build your group, and yep. uh, you had four four players. You'd have, a party. You, you'd have your four players yeah. in your party, and you'd all be they'd all be different cl- uh, members of different clans. So they all had different abilities. Your brute, and then yeah, yep. goes all the way back to the original Dungeon you, Master video game. Yeah, the exactly. Amiga, yeah, or the Atari. All that you played on. I still remember because they they changed time settings. So Christoph had started off in the uh, Crusader times, and that yep. was about probably three quarters of the game. And then you got to the modern era. He went into a long sleep, and one of the clans in Vampire are the uh, Machiavellian, and they're crazy. They just they hear voices and they talk in <laughs> riddles and everything. And the guy, the Machiavellian in the modern time, was a IT guy, and he was. I still remember it. He referred to Christoph as pissed off Christoph <laughs> when he when he woke up because he just went on this rampage. Yeah, and that's yep. how he referred to him, and that stuck with me for. Fucking twenty years! That one line out of this game that I Pissed don't remember Christoph. anything else in the game, and I still remember him. But his cool torn Templar outfit when he wakes up from his uh, from his long sleep. Yeah, okay. Anyway, they're making another one. Uh, it's going to be in the same. It's going to be a direct uh, uh, sequel to Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines. Yep. It's a first person. RPG in this world. I'm super excited. A lot of people are super excited. Apparently, they've been working on it for years. It's out January 2020, so they're they're fucking they're close to they're close to finishing. They've released the they've only released a, a trailer, not a gameplay trailer. Yeah, okay. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a little bit uh, Mirror's Edge. Did you play Mirror's Edge? I did not. It was the first person make you feel sick jumping off the <laughs> sides of buildings parkour yeah, running game. Yeah. Where there was a button on it that you could turn 180 degrees, so you'd run up a wall and you'd hit the 180 degree turn, and it would spin the screen 180 degrees in an instant, and then you'd jump again. Hence the nausea. Oh, it was vomit inducing. That's for sure. See, I generally don't get affected by that sort of stuff. That's why PSVR has never really disagreed yeah, well, with me. You saw me that first night. I put oh, your VR on. Yeah, I, I was yeah not good. And I will never forget Chris. And I think we we uploaded a video back in the Bounty Hunter banter days of Chris uh, he was playing something on PSVR I was playing Rush of Blood that you put up because I could do that because I was seated and it was a a bit more of a static well it wasn't static because you were on a roller coaster but yeah yeah I'll never forget the first time Chris put on PSVR at my place and 
he had to reach down to he try was playing, and find the couch. Yeah, because he was playing Batman VR. Yeah, that's standing right. Standing on the and platform. He's scared of heights. That's yeah. right. We and we talked about it in the podcast too. Yeah, I and haven't. I, I he I've, slid his ass down the side of the, the front of the couch <laughs> to actually <laughs> find the grip because yeah. even the couch was too high for him. I um, I feel like I've lost a an aspect of my personality recently because I have not turned my PlayStation on. You keep saying that. Turn the fucking thing on. Turn the phone off. Don't I, talk to work. Don't I, talk to anybody else. I don't have a desire to play anything at the moment. Yeah, that's a bit of a problem, isn't it? I've, I've bought. I've bought Red Dead Two. I will play it. Red Dead Two. I know. It's, it's I know. Fu- but it, but it's a great game. But it is fucking long, man. It and is. I've got, it is a journey. And I've got AC Odyssey. And I want to finish that because it's I've platinumed every single Assassin's Creed game they've mm. released, and and I can't stop now. Um, so I've got two really fucking solid games that I love the the franchise for, and I just have no desire. Mm. There's just no desire. I th- I think both of them are quite. I understand. I understand your reasoning behind that because even I get daunted with ones like that. It's. I kind of want to find something that's not pure arcade, pick up, put down, don't give a fuck about. Yeah. It's in depth enough to capture my imagination, but isn't so hardcore that I'm going to invest 300 hours in one sitting. Okay, so this is this is one of my suggestions, and like I said, it's going to probably be one of my podcast rules in the in the future <laughs> the future yep. coming. But the Batman games, how, yeah, how far I'm, have I'm you gotten? Way behind. Them? I am way behind. Have you even played Arkham Asylum? No, I I. So the second second game's Arkham City. City, yeah. Yeah, I played the first. I got out of the first main area and into the city itself and got bored. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I played it only because I played. So I platinumed the first Arkham game, mm. which involved finishing the game. Fine. But that's your problem. Don't fucking don't f- have this desire. You can't. To, you, you get, play a game to the point where you fucking hate the game and don't want to play the next one, even though the next can't one's great. Change its spots. <laughs> a leopard can change its spots. I am a completionist. No, the the, the problem isn't that the the it doesn't ruin the game enjoyment for me. I just cannot follow a game, hit platinum, and then go straight into the sequel. I need a break. I need another game you in between. You do know it's been probably 10 years since that first one came yes, out. Yes, and I'm sure if I sat down to play it now, I'd be fine. <laughs> I'd the be prob- absolutely fine. The problem is... I, so I'm quite pissy now. You are very pissy. Yeah. The I think the problem is Arkham Knight is such a fucking huge leap from the other two. It's, yeah. It's, but you can't understand the story and the the actual mental space of where he is in Arkham Knight if you haven't finished City. I will and I will. And that's the shame. Arkham Knight is I've I've gone Arkham back City to City is PS4 or 3. You can get all of them on PS4. They remastered Arkham Asylum uh, Arkham Arkham Asylum Arkham City. Uh they've re they're on sale too at the moment. You can buy all three on the PlayStation Network for like 25 bucks. I will do that this evening. Because it's the Easter 60% off sale. Okay. So it's and it's it's well it's well worth the spend. I rebought the Do you want some more? No, 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 all yours, man. I rebought the this first is how two. Pete gets pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we're gonna finish it now anyway, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um 
Hammerfall? Skyrim? There's not a lot to say about... There's a lot to say about... Uh, there is a lot to say about Skyrim. Yeah, and all of the Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls 6, I, I think... Have they officially announced that it's... that? I don't think it's called Hammerfall. Mm. But I think they officially announced it's set in Hammerfall. Okay, yeah. But a lot of fans... But why, but had, why wouldn't it be? Because oh, and I guess Oblivion isn't set in Oblivion, is it? No. It, I mean, it takes a major part, but it's set in Tamriel. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and I think I think fans have reconstructed that based on some of the, the pre-alpha footage that the only place it could be is set in Hammerfall. Um, you know what? I put it up on the board because they've been talking about it and I'm really excited to play Elder Scrolls because I fucking love Skyrim. But I, I love Oblivion. One of the And I've been that playing I've, it since the original. One of the things that I heard from E3, though, is this... Six is going to be PS exclusive to start with, and it will not, not be, but not PS PC exclusive. No, it is. They've said that they will. It is PS Five. Yeah, they've said yeah. it's next gen console that the PS Four can't handle it, yeah. and that they are developing it to release it in time for the next PS. Yeah, so we've got at least another two or three years. No, apparently they're releasing the they're announcing the PlayStation Five or whatever the fuck they end up calling it, either late this year or early next. Yeah, which gives us at least two because we're only in April. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I I, I don't have much to say on it other. Than oh well, there's nothing much you can say on it. But yeah, we're looking forward well, to they, it. I mean, we both played the shit out about, of them all. So yeah, they're talking about um they've they've. They've confirmed. I am quite pissed now. They've confirmed um, that they are using photo geometry, which I think is yeah, is a I cool saw that. Piece That's of tech. freaking awesome. That's, so, and if they if they can pull that off, but in a lot of a large just, world. Just be aware, though. A lot of the YouTube videos talking about it, they're using footage of someone else's game. Yeah, I know. For yeah. the photo geometry, yeah, yeah. but but basically using a very high speed camera to take photographs of physical terrain, real-life terrain, yeah, yeah. to build it into a 3D mm. mesh and texture for the game. It looks – you go to things like once you get into Red Dead, there is times where you can be looking at the world of Red Dead and you go, that, that, could, looks that real. could be a fucking photo. Like yeah. The, and just some of the, the I mean, the, the oversaturation of color too, because they, they hyper realize some of the, the sunsets and things like that. But so, as someone it's just who, amazing. as someone who is into their photography, their, their actual photography, yeah. what frustrates me is you will often see real life photographs that look bullshit, like filtered, faked. Yeah, but it's just that those can't exist in real lenses. life. Someone, yeah. and, and, no, it's not even quality lenses. It's just that real life is more surreal than than bullshit sometimes. Yeah, or well, sometimes. Yeah, some of those, some of the photos. Yeah, I'm hoping to see some of that in Norway next all this year mm. in a couple of months. Mm. And just yeah, some capturing some of that that footage. I mean, people are obviously very good at having the eye of picking or, or light and right contrast, place, right time, or right place, right time. There's yeah, plenty that is of that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Hammerfall. Yeah, I played the shit out of Skyrim VR. I, I think hope they do a native VR. This time, yeah, I don't think they can call it Hammerfall because I'm almost certain they've already done an Elder Scrolls Hammerfall. I, I didn't that play maybe anything. Maybe the original. I didn't play anything before Oblivion, so I'm I started gonna, on Oblivion. 
stall for me. Talk about something so that I can Google that shit because I'm well, almost I, sure they've already said it. I'm, well, going on this stalling of not being able to find anything to play, I've just been going back to shit that I've already played because I really enjoyed it. And I haven't played Skyrim in ages. And I, <laughs> it was funny, when I first played it on PC, I had to go into the the console the developer's console and actually widen the field of view that you had <laughs> because it would make me it would it would activate that motion sickness and yep. I'd get a headache after an hour or so and just feel queasy as fuck so I used to drug myself up on prescription and non-prescription drugs <laughs> before before I would uh, get in there and play Skyrim so I'm thinking now I'm going to plug it into the the 50 inch TV mm. and roll roll on the PS4 on Skyrim for a little while I'm so I was I was fortunate to have not played Skyrim at all mm, yeah, until remember, they yeah. released Sky, uh, VR. Mm. And I only played that game in VR and fuck me was it good. I know but you kept saying about that. it in the podcast. Yeah, yeah I, I think were the, weren't the menus really clunky in that? And- the menus were clunky, but that's irrelevant. I mean, how often are you in the menu? Oh, fuck man, in those Save games. the game at the end and those sort of those sort of games and that that was my my biggest clunky in the sense that it hovered over. There were some bugs. Clunky, the the you know when you say clunky, it hovered over the virtual reality world in an ugly way. Yeah, but um, the menus even just in the normal game are a little bit clunky. There's too many clicks and too many scrolls to get through certain things. Yeah, and, and well, they improved that for the VR. It was just more that it hovered as a object that sat apart from the rest of the world yeah. and it fucked with your head, but no. I spend far too much time in inventories. This is why I gave up on <laughs> fucking um, on uh, Fallout 4. Looking at that Pip-Boy every two goddamn seconds and repairing <laughs> rifles and ammo and shit like that. and uh, just I'm still, uh, you know what, every now and then I go to my, my um, bookshelf full of, of Blu-rays and movies and video games and I think, fuck, what is that that's in shrink wrap? Is Fallout 4? I bought it some at some point and I haven't watched it because it's still Played literally it. in shrink, shrink wrap. And yeah, I saw that I saw some shrink wrap the other day and I realized I bought Fallout 4 and I've never fucking unsealed it. I think I've only played it for probably a couple of hours, two or three hours. And but apparently Fallout 76 is so bad that it's basically dead already. Yeah, it's, yeah, it seems that way. Which is a real shame. It is a shame. So There's many people so were much excited fucking about IP behind that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just fucked it up. Anyway, I need to pee. You yeah. need to stop. I think that'll be the end of the episode. Yeah. Cool. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Bye. See oh, you next and episode. guys and gals. Yeah. Bye. Bye.